been seen with fair up. I've never. can help and if you can find them maybe you can hire the A-Team Schlock Boob Tube Welcome everybody to episode 62 of Schlockernaut where we travel to the edge of the cinematic universe to watch and discuss all types of television shows even those including arrogant and some might say annoying alien life forms my name's Doc I'm here with my buddy Steve and on to the show. You know what I miss, Doc? I was listening to some of the older shows. I miss when you come up with like, I'm here with my Malmackian brother, Steve. Like, uh, uh-huh. I would like you to bring that back. Okay. I mean, I was just saying my friend or my buddy or my pal, mm-hmm. but um, my Malmackian misfit, Steve. Yeah, I like that better, man. I mean, it's, it's putting a little more work on you. You're going to have to do a little more thinking, but I, I really enjoyed them. I looked forward to them. That's all right. I will take care of that. Uh, I noticed something during the intro, too. I noticed that... The ALF theme song is included in our intro. It is. It's part of our montage. Which I thought was uh, quite apropos, if you will. We are talking about today, uh, ALF, Alien Life Form. And do you want to tell them which episode, Steve? Season 4, episode 24, and it's titled Consider Me Gone, I believe. Uh, Yeah, it was aired on March 24th of 1990. And normally we kind of stick with like 80s TV shows, but this is like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, I didn't. This is one that I didn't watch religiously. I'd seen some episodes of it. Um, I don't remember not liking it. I don't remember liking it. But it's like when we talk about Dukes of Hazard, Knight Rider, A Team, I brought a lot to the table because I wouldn't miss those shows. Alf was not that for me. This is something that I didn't know a lot about, but I was pleasantly surprised. I actually liked it a lot well, more than I expected. I, I remember religiously watching it. But I was just old enough to where I didn't have any of the ALF accoutrements. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't have any ALF swag. I wasn't walking around with ALF t-shirts and shit like that. But um, I did watch the show. every. But that being said as well, I don't remember seeing this episode. Like it didn't ring a bell at all. It didn't tickle any of those memory ivies. No, I've brought it up to a couple of the guys. Gene, Gene in particular, um, who gives a shout out, by the way. What up, Gene? Gene was happy to see us Gene, back. Gene, mean Gene. Um, he, all he said, I said, we're going to do Alf, the last one. And all he said is, all I remember is it's supposed to be a big downer. And that's about all I ever hear when they talk about the last episode. What'd you think? It was a big downer. Was he right? He was correct. Yeah, total downer. Total downer. What about our fake sponsor for today? Uh, yes, I got one here. Paul's Brand Elf Ice Cream Sandwiches. It was an actual ice cream sandwich sold in Australia from 1987 I'm sorry. Yeah, 1987 to 1991. And really one of the few, ALF didn't have a ton of merchandise because that guy was pretty um, big on keeping the ALF brand to himself. If you look, okay, you'll see so t-shirts I, and cups we're and gonna, stuff. We're, we're going to debate here. About the merchandising? There was a shit ton of merchandising for ALF. You would think there'd and be like ALF cereal be, though? ALF, like all that yeah, stuff? Oh yeah. There was They did have all that. Yeah. The, this show was probably one of the most expensive, like 30 minutes sick or 20 minute, because this show wasn't even like the normal 22 minutes. It was 20 minutes and three of it was credits, but it was one of the most expensive shows for them to produce. So they had to license out Alf to make money or it wouldn't have been profitable. They did, but the dude was pretty picky about where it went. Um, he didn't just, he didn't throw it out there to anything. I read, I read that too. I read that they did have to merchandise stuff, but I also read that the guy was very, uh, like, like at one point Anheuser-Busch appeared to, uh, approached him because they wanted Alf to be the, uh, 
Budweiser spokesman after Spuds McKenzie, and he said no. Well, if you notice too, like in some of the episodes, Alf drank beer, but one of the things that happened is it became a children-friendly show, yes. so they cut the, uh, basically the cat eating out of there, and they cut the uh, beer drinking, uh, which, fun note, at the end of this episode, he asked the military guys, do you remember? About the brewski. Let's have a brewski. Yeah, you want to go out and go out and have a brewski? So yeah. they brought it back for the last episode, but uh, I think Paul Fusco, the creator and producer and writer and everything, I think he was more concerned with like, he didn't want... Alf to be featured with the Muppets or Sesame Street because he didn't want Alf to be seen as a puppet. He wanted it to be an actual character. So that's, you know, we'll talk more about that. But my yeah. fake sponsor, I like it, man. We're already getting in the weeds. We yeah, haven't even got, we, we got a lot of Alf Lord. We got a lot of Alf, Alf Lord to talk about. <laughs> if, you, if you don't like Alf, you may just want to turn it off yeah, now. So my fake sponsor is uh, different than yours completely. It's uh, my fake sponsor is freaking Alf. Uh, if he can be on Lunchboxes, Hero Boxes, Toys Game, and Hollywood Squares, he can fake sponsor this podcast. He sure can. Yeah. yeah right. Thanks, Alf. Let's Sponsored by Alf. Let's get a little spoiler warning and get to the actual show because I got a ton of Alf knowledge I want to impart. Now, these old schlockenaut boys are going to be diving deep into a pond here in Hazard County. This show is going to be spoiled worse than the eggs in Uncle Jesse's sack. Thank you, as usual, Sledge. Thanks, buddy. So this was the very last episode of ALF, and I'm sure you read up on it, where um, they set this up as a cliffhanger because they were hoping to come back for a fifth season. Right. That this they, they did this on purpose. This was trying to spark enough interest in the show that they would bring them back. And guess what? Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> it did not work. Um Basically, I think uh, you wouldn't get a conclusion to the actual ALF series uh, until 1996, wasn't it? Yeah, that's Project ALF. Yeah, Project yeah. ALF, which right. um, not well-received by people, especially like huge ALF fans. Maybe in Germany they would take it, but uh, not in the States, because I don't believe there's anybody else from the cast in it. The Tanners aren't in it. I mean, obviously, Paul Fusco is ALF, puppeteering and, and whatnot. But he's the only one who returned to the show, well, I believe. There was one other, and I can't remember the name. It was a female character, but there was only two total that returned. Well, it wasn't any of the Tanners or anybody that no. was important. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's because, uh, you know, from what I heard, it was not a fun show to work on. So I'm sure nobody was ready to get back to that. Yeah, well, the dude that played the dad definitely wasn't coming back. That's for sure. Oh, I what is it? Uh, I am Hussein, or what was he screaming on the set? Yeah, he was he was not happy with the uh, the way the show was run, um, and I have some more on that later. But yeah, there was definitely there's some dark behind the scenes Alf knowledge that I was. Oh, of. I cannot wait! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cannot wait. Did Alf devolve into like a uh, a junkie, fentanyl <laughs> junkie? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, <laughs> start I... selling selling uh, his farts on OnlyFans or something in a like... jar, a jar or Alf farts. <laughs> no, I um, I didn't watch Project Elf, but I did skip around a bit. Um, Danny did watch it. He's the one that told me about it. Um, it, it. It wasn't fun. There was no laugh track, which usually I hate laugh tracks, but it's weird to have Alf without it. It it was really odd watch, and um, I didn't make it through it, so if that tells you anything. Yeah, that says a lot, because yeah. you've sat through quite a bit with me. Through, even, I so. sat through the sinful dwarf, and I couldn't sit through the Alf. <laughs> <laughs> So, because the Sinful Dwarf is actually pretty good. Uh, anyway, uh, this episode begins with Gordon Shumway. Um, he's in the garage. The, I mean, that was a, a quite a use set on the show. Yeah. It was like his workshop, Willie's workshop, right? Right. 
and there's tools all around. Um, and uh, how many? What did Willie do for a living? Did he work for NASA? Oh man, no, no. But you know what? I, I didn't watch enough. I should know that, and I didn't watch enough of the show to tell you what his job was. Because he was at home enough. a lot. He sure was. And he had a lot of uh, ham radios and two-way radios, and like the yeah. whole table was filled with radios that Alf was screwing around on. And I guess he was coming up with a plan, you know, laugh track, get ready because you're going to need it. Uh, he was trying to contact people from Australia so he could find out who won the race at Hollywood Park today so he could place a bet because Australia's a day ahead. Yeah. Now, if uh, before we get too far into it, I thought maybe you'd want to hear the actual Alpha theme song or... Uh... I even have a cut of the Australia thing so you could get a feel for the type of jokes that they're throwing at you because they're coming pretty fast. So They they are hot and heavy. Yeah, they're hot and heavy. Go ahead. Uh, actually, you know what? The intro, let's see. Here's the credits music. You heard a bit of it in our intro, but here's the actual credits music. You want to just play that maybe as an outro? I'll play so that. people want to check it out? Fine. I'll play it as an outro, but I will play the Australia cut so you can hear the um, what Doc's talking about. So here's that. Okay, cool. Hello, Australia! Elf calling Australia. Come in, please. Good day. <laughs> What's the matter? A dingo got your tongue? Elf to Australia. Elf to Australia. Come in. Say, what are you doing? Willie, I've got the most brilliant money-making plan ever devised. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Did you know that it's already tomorrow in Australia? Well, that's because to get there, you have to cross the international date line. Well, that's fascinating for those of us who care. That gives you a little piece of, oh. of, of what, you're, what you're in store for if you've never seen Alf. Uh, they were very liberal and generous with that laugh track, yes. would you say? I, would, I hated it, actually. It was horrible. Because, I mean, he says good day. He tells him he's trying to reach Australia. He says the word good day. And whoever's in charge of the laugh track is like hitting that button already. Like, yeah, that button's that's gonna out. get him. That's for sure. It's got some marks on it. Yeah. Um, and do you know the reason why they had the laugh tracks? Yeah, I believe that they had set up the stage. Uh, the stage was actually four feet high, so that the puppeteers could be under it at all times. So it was riddled with trap doors and pitfalls. Um, and they to to hide the magic of Alf, they did a laugh track so that the um, studio audience couldn't see what was going on there, there was never a studio audience allowed to see a taping so right. i guess that's the only reason it, it, it's pretty common for sitcoms right like oh this is the point where you laugh yeah. have you ever been to a taping of a show no i haven't so I, my wife and i went and saw jay leno before he retired um before the show even starts they have a like a, a fluffer if you will nice and he comes out and he tells jokes and he gets everybody trained like seals right whenever this button you know, lights up, you laugh, and whenever this button lights up, you clap, and I or clap, not clap, hmm. clap. Uh, I remember at the end of that taping, my hands had never hurt more in my entire. Life. They're numb. You <laughs> rub them back, yeah. Because I'm just, you know, trained seals up there just clapping away. Or, 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 or. Yeah. Uh, it was miserable. I, I, I because, was, so did they have a light that went on to tell you when to clap? I always kind of assumed that's yeah, how it was. Hundred percent. Was there a light for like medium clap versus like? Applause. No. Okay. They wanted thunderous applause <laughs> at all times. At all times. Okay. So, like your hands, like I probably should have brought like pads or something because I just remember looking at my hands afterwards with Amy and like, Jesus, look at my hands. They were like bright red, like I'd been smacking myself. Oh my it God. was miserable. So I can't imagine. You know, 
that was pretty streamlined. Jay Leno had been doing that for quite a few years. I couldn't imagine like sitting around watching him throw two grown men inside of a pit, you know, so they can, you know, put their hands up an alien puppet's ass. <laughs> and apparently they had like uh, beds and freezer uh, refrigerators and everything. They lived down there um, under the, under the set. I would say that was like two subclasses of people too, right? You got the oh, people yeah. above the floor and the people below the floor. <laughs> so boy and his dog. Like, why would I want to hang out with those dumb actors up there when I can sit down here and look up Alf's bottom? Yeah. Take a quick nap if I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. Grab a brewski or whatever, or some other stuff. Cause I've got some information about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, they talk about that. Max Wright played Willie, right? Um, he's got some pretty decent credits. All that jazz. He did a bunch of uh, comedy television in the 80s. But one that's a little controversial, controversial. Do you think this movie could ever be made today? Soul Man. Oh, wow. The, the Prince one, huh? No. Oh, I'm thinking of Purple Rain. Soul Man was the dude that uh, did blackface. See right? Thomas Howell. Yeah, blackface. <laughs> Tried to get into college, so he did blackface just to be able to get either a discount on college or get free college. Man, I forgot that movie existed. I forgot that was a thing. Uh, nah, not right now anyway. Maybe. All right, check, check Just Watch real fast. Do you have your phone? Oh, uh, yeah. Is that movie streaming anywhere? All right, let's see. So why are we doing that? Is that, is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I read that and I was like, I had forgotten about that movie, and I was like, there's no way. Just like, just to be honest with you, there's some jokes on this show I don't think could be done today. I, you're exactly right. I have one of them, yep. Yeah, there is a joke that was made on this show that a mere 30 years ago was okay, but now they would, wouldn't touch that joke with a 10-foot pole. I'm going to go ahead and play it. How about that? We're going to touch that joke. How about this? Okay. I don't understand. How can you just buy a planet? Well, they got a good deal on a foreclosure. <laughs> means a chance for a new homeland where liberty and freedom and the rights of the individual will reign supreme as soon as we buy off the natives with some cheap trinkets Dude, they had the nerve to laugh track that doc the, the audacity <laughs> like wow 30 years ago uh so it says here you can rent it on apple tv Hoopla. You can uh, hoopla. stream on hoopla yeah. you can rent it on amazon so i mean it's still available but man Okay. Yeah. So I remember seeing it as a kid. It really wasn't that great of a movie anyway. But. I, I saw it too, but I, I don't remember liking or disliking it. Um, much like Elf, as a matter of fact. And at this point, I forgot that his jokes are so fast and furious. They're like, um, I can't remember if it was Danny or Dave, but he said he's like the original dad joke guy. Like he just throws them out there constantly. Oh, 100%. Just a perfect, like, perfect description. Um, yeah. And that's why, partly why Max Wright hated the shows because Alf got, nobody laughed at anything Kate or Willie or. Brian or any of the other people said right. maybe the Achmonics isn't that their name from next door right you know they had some funny throwbacks or you know throw down lines every now and then but like literally Alf got all the uh, and I'm using air quotations best lines right and now the jokes are coming they're coming fast and, and furious and most of them are kind of what you heard in the beginning but I'll tell you what there was some straight zingers in there that really surprised me there was some clever writing um, sprinkled oh, in with the crap writing and I went and watched with my son I watched the first couple um, episodes we went back to the beginning season one episode one um, I really would like to see what those writers they, they obviously got stifled right at some point because they had some hard jokes on like the first episode they're making fun of Sesame Street like he was watching Sesame Street and says like uh, I spent the whole hour I'm gonna do an Alf impression hold on <clears throat> <laughs> I spent. I spent. The, I gotta go pop, popcorn real fast. Yeah, I spent okay, the go. whole hour watching Sesame Street, and all I learned was the letter P. Like he would, he would 
he was dogging on him, man. And I think, I think Alf had real potential for like a different type of show, like, like a family guy type show. If maybe it wasn't done in the eighties or if it was done at a different time or like a Ted movie, uh, there was real, I'd like to see what the writers could do if they weren't shackled at all, if they could go as hard as they wanted with Alf, I think they could have had something there. Well, I mean, think about it back then though, we didn't have Ted's, we didn't have, you know, adult cartoons like we have now, probably the most adult cartoon back then was like heavy metal or, or something like that. Right. But we don't have the family guys, even the Simpsons. I remember the Simpsons getting hit because they were pretty, they were going hard at it for a primetime cartoon. Yeah. And it was, they were approaching some subjects and jokes that, um, were a little risque for back in the day, but I think you're right. Like the studio execs were like, kids love it. Keep it family friendly, get rid of the cat eating, get rid of the beer drinking, uh, tame the jokes down unless it's at the expense of native Americans. And then, (laughs) and I think that's to the show's detriment though, because I I really think these writers, if you watch the first, uh, like few of those episodes from the first season, they had some funnies, man. And I mean like real funnies, like me and my son were laughing, but there was, there was so much bland stock jokes with that horrible laugh track and the laugh track makes a bad joke worse right off the bat. Oh yeah. I really, I really would like to see these writers do whatever they wanted uh, with Fusco. And I think that Alf really could have been a, a, an adult, a hit, you know, that's an interesting thing too. You said Fusco and I say Fusco. Mm, I didn't. So maybe people could, maybe somebody could call in and tell us whether we're right or wrong. It's a Pete. That's a Pete job. Fusco. That's what Pete's going to call him. Fusco. (laughs) Yeah, man, I was really surprised by the writing, man. Like I was shocked at some of the, the, it would go so hard and then not, you know, it'd be so lame and dad jokey and then go so hard on somebody that really didn't match. I I really, I wish I could have seen what they could have done with it. Dude, it shows too, because Alf had no mercy, man. He would just, he's like, you know, I'll say it later too, but he's like the uh, uncle that moves in and you just, you know, he just goes at you all the time and you can't get him to leave. Yep. Yep. Uh, It's kind of funny too. It's like the exchange between Willie and Alf. He tries to explain it to him, and then he just gets so frustrated and flustered, he just fucking lets it go and just, like, walks away. Yeah, go ahead, make the call. Yeah, he doesn't care. Because, I mean, I've noticed, too, like, this is the final episode, but, like, literally the entire Tanner family is just exhausted with him at this time. Right, right. And I think they played well off each other, and I didn't pick up on the um, animosity at all. I thought they did a really good job of bouncing off each other with the uh, with the jokes. I thought it was, I thought it was really good, man. It was really – I didn't expect to like the, this episode as much as I did. It's a downer episode, but I really did enjoy the writing. I thought it was good. Dude, I watched it four times. Nice. Just, you know, just to, just to check it all out. But uh, uh, eventually a beeping tone comes through the radio. He's trying to contact Australia, but he gets a beeping tone, and it's uh, his old pal, Malmackian pal, Skip and Rhonda, yeah. letting him know that uh, they've got a new home for him, and they're going to come pick him up. Skip and Rhonda were heavily featured in the ALF cartoon, which was like a, a prequel to this, and that those were his real buddies in the cartoon. Did they show the cartoon while the series was on air for on primetime? No, I don't think so. I think it was after the fact. Okay, because I don't remember ever seeing another Malmackian on the show. Um, and I don't remember, I, I don't think I ever watched a cartoon. I think I'd just grown out of it at that point. I was, you know, heavy metal and yeah. like heavy metal music and other I, I did watch it. I, I liked it. I thought the cartoon was better than the show. I really enjoyed it when I was a kid. Was it all on the planet after yes. Alf left? No, or? it's all on Melmac. It's it's his life on Melmac is whatever job he had delivery drivers some crap with him and his friends. And it was uh, I I liked it. I couldn't tell you if it holds up, but I remember definitely like watching that one. 
Well, one of the things that stuck out for me too is that at first I didn't think we were going to get, you know, the the theme song or the intro, and we did, and mm-hmm. it was a stereotypical. The music is just, you know, it as soon as you hear it. I would hope everybody knows that music, um, but it was the stereotypical like you know, dad's in the shower and oops, he drops his razor and he looks at the camera, kind of like oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, mom's mopping the floor and somebody spills more dirt on it. And she looks at him with a disparaging look and her name, you know, title credit comes up beneath it. Yeah. It's exactly what you expect from 80s, uh, uh, 80s TV sitcom. Yeah. Like Family Matters. Sure. uh, Family Ties. Mr. Belvedere, Silver Spoon, Different Strokes, you name it. Three's Company. Uh, The Three's Company was always the best because like Jack Roper falling down and looking up at the camera and then, you know. That dude was the best, by the way. That dude's super underrated. I love that guy. John Ritter. John Ritter was awesome. Yeah. I mean, physical comedy along with delivery. He was great. Oh, yeah. Which I was thinking about. We need to hit on that one movie, Remote Control. You ever see that one? Yeah, dude. It's been a long time. Yeah. That was with Pam Dauber and John Ritter. Well, if we do a John Ritter film, we got got to do a Sling Blade, though. That's a sledge pick. (laughs) Still, we've been... been Teasing that one for way too long. Ain't anyway, got no gas in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, can't can't drink a water glass of water around what uh, artards and antique furniture. <laughs> <laughs> great. Do yeah, we'll I have a good deal. time with that one. Yeah. So anyway, the uh, you know after the credits go through and you get your intro, uh, the family comes in. They all come rushing in because I guess they've got terrible news and. Uh, so we learned Skip and Ron are coming for him, but he has to make the decision by midnight or whatever, right? Right, right. Yeah, they're going to. They're really not. They're really not fleshing out this episode, man. They're just chunking through it. He's got till midnight because there's not a lot. I mean, it's twenty minutes. It's quick. Yeah, it's quick. This uh, show will be a lot longer than the episode. I'll tell you that. It's funny because uh, at one point Kate Tenner had a Mel Mackian slip. She says, uh, "Are you sure you wouldn't want to get over or?" Uh, Get our, I mean, your hopes up. So she, she's basically had enough. She hopes Alf gets the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, if I remember correctly, the the wife was always pretty exasperated with him, and the dad was kind of the peace, the peacemaker between the two of them. He would try to like bridge the gap, and I thought that that dynamic worked really well. I thought they did a good job at that. Well, I think about it. Alf is like having an, a small child, yeah, another you know infantile child in your house who wants to eat your cat, makes messes. Uh, and he's also, he, he can't leave. So he's there all the time. So you, yeah. you can never get reprieve from that. <laughs> yeah. I get maybe, maybe like a mother-in-law living with you vibe or a, a really yeah. bad roommate you can't get rid of. Yeah. Cause he could not leave. Uh, and obviously, uh, Kate Tanner was played by Anne Shadeen. Uh, she was in all the 80 staples. Uh, but most importantly, like a, we talked about earlier, five episodes of three's company. Sweet. Yeah. So she was great. Great. Um, and then we get the Native American joke because he says Skip and Rhonda have bought a foreclosed planet. So we've already ahead of that. But then um, I noticed that Brian was the only one who was really kind of sad about the whole issue. Right. right. The he kid to really the kid. It's want, like his buddy. He's like, yeah, his buddy. And he's got a buddy who's more unique than any other buddy. Um, now, didn't Jake Ockmonic know about Alf? I think he was one of the few people. You know what? I, I didn't watch it enough to to tell you that this. You remember Jake? I do. It's the son of the son of the neighbor, right? Doc Monix. Yeah, I think, or the, maybe the nephew or something like that. He comes to live with him, and so they got a new character to bring in. I, I guess that was part of the problem with Alf. Is believe it or not, the the writers were having a hard time 
writing scenarios for Alf because he could never leave. I could see it was too contained. Yeah, totally. I could totally see that. Like he how many never how leave. many scenarios so can you come up with in this house? Say again. How many scenarios can you come up with in this house? You know, just this one right. spot. Because that I think maybe that's why they wrote. I'm pretty sure it's Jake Ekmanik, uh into the series because that was Brian's friend and. So he could come over and interact. I guess the only way you could change the show up was to give somebody else for Alf to make fun of. To play off of, yeah. Yeah, add a little different flavor. Uh, So, um, Brian Tanner, I don't know who he was played by. BJ, Benji Gregory, I think, was his name, something like that. Anyway, he was in a ton of stuff, dude. He was Twilight Zone, Amazing Stories, uh, which we need to do one of those, too. Totally. Um, and he also was on the Back to the Future cartoon, which I had never heard. Nah, me neither. Crazy, dude. I was a like I, mean, I was a huge Back to the Future fan, and I guess they had Christopher Lloyd on and everything. It had like thirteen episodes, but I think that how tells does that, not that work? tells you how well it did that you didn't ever heard of it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Alf has a very painful decision to make. I guess, uh, yeah. like either live with the Tanners like a fugitive for the rest of his life, or go to be with his friends and be free on an enormous planet. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I mean, he'd only known him for, like, four years. Like, Yeah. And I think he crash-landed, too, right? It wasn't did. like he planned to go no, there. he crashed into the garage, yeah. I guess the, the decision to be made is he's made a connection or a bond with these people, and he's part of the family now, basically, or he feels he's part of the family now in some respect. So is he going to leave his newfound family, who obviously cares for him in, in certain ways, to go with his friends? Still an easy decision in my book, but that's what the episode is. That's the what the episode's giving you. Hey, let me let me throw out like a scenario. Okay, uh, Steve, you've got a great life here in the United States, right? Um, you've got friends and you know a life and a job and a career and everything. And one day you decide to go name a place you'd like to visit for vacation that's overseas. How about Ireland? Okay, you go to Ireland, and when you get there, you have to stay in the O'Malley's house for four years. <laughs> And never see anything in Ireland. Yeah. Blarney Stone? No, Steve, you can't go outside. I'm sorry. We can't allow anybody to know you're here. So then, four years of not having left the O'Malley's house, somebody calls and says, hey, Steve, we're going to come pick you up and bring you back to America. Are you going to have like, what? what is it called? Munchausen syndrome? Oh, is that what that uh, is? Yeah, yeah. Munchausen. Um, is it Munchausen or Stockholm? Stock, it's Stockholm. It's Stockholm. Yeah. Stockholm. Yeah. Where you're starting to identify with your captive captors. So what do you do? Let me ask you it's this. It's not that hard of a choice. Well, let me ask you this. What do the O'Malley's daughter situation look like? What are we talking about? Because <laughs> that could play into the my decision. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But still, I mean, even four years of That's true. hanging yeah, out with the O'Malley's daughter. Yeah, I know. It should be an easy decision for him. But, the, you know, the Tanners have feelings for him, and he has feelings for them, and that's that's what are they're going to get. Saying, are you saying also the Tanners have a very attractive daughter? No, I'm not. Actually, the Tanner family in general, I thought, was a pretty stock a family like the mom the dad all of them they looked like just ordinary people daughter was pretty cute yeah she looked like every other daughter in the 80s there wasn't any standouts here there was no Alyssa Milano it was almost like a you know. Justine Bateman look Justine Bateman was look. pretty cute yeah 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 so now we go to the ATF headquarters uh and not the ATF you're thinking about because yeah. we're not having an alcohol <laughs> tobacco or firearm problem yeah. Um, we're talking about the alien task force, which is a pretty original idea for the U.S. government to come up with that, right? Did you know that the alien task force was also in the very first episode? No, I did not. Yeah, they. I watched it. Then the pilot episode, they were there. So they wrap it back around at the end with the alien task force. They come and uh, they, knock on the door. 
Did they have that asshole colonel? It was a different guy. They didn't bring the same guy. Um, but that I'll tell you what, man. That was the douchiest chain of command I've ever seen in my life. It man. was, but God. the Alien Task Force place, it had that, that 80s shit that I love, man, where it's like huge panels full of LEDs and nonsense buttons and like spinning tapes in the background. And I eat that up, man. I love when they and do that the stuff. all the beeps and boops in the yeah, background. straight Star Trek back there. You know who they should have got for the guy, for the jerk guy? I thought it would have been a good pick for him would have been the... um. A better pick actually would have been the guy from the Twisted Sister videos. Remember the like? <laughs> wouldn't he? <laughs> what been great? are you gonna yeah. do with your life? Tell me that dude wouldn't have killed it in that role. He would have been perfect. Oh yeah, I think he was in two Twisted Sister videos. He was. He was in uh, I Want to Rock and um, We're Not Going to Take It or whatever. And he was also in what was that movie with um, John Cusack? Uh, One Crazy Summer. He was. You're right. Remember, yeah, yeah. He, he was the dad of the kid who was shooting the arrows through the lobsters oh, and yeah, shit. Dude. But wouldn't he be a good pick for the guy? I thought he would have nailed that. <laughs> yeah, because the guy they had was just like, he was an asshole, but there was you know nothing interesting about that asshole. Just also, that, asshole. that dude was that same character in like every 80s, I mean, A-Team, Knight Rider. He'd been in everything as the same jerk. Right. I didn't even pull up an IMDb on him because I didn't care. I didn't either, but I've seen him in a million times. I, I already know that character. Yeah. Well, they, uh, they think they've intercepted an alien transmission. Uh, the colonel has his hopes very high and he makes a joke. Do you remember the joke? No, tell me. He's like, I'm tired of taking up or taking up to the chain of command picks of Frisbees taken by Uh-oh. gas station attendants in the Ozarks. Cue laugh track. Oh, I should have put a laugh track on the board for, damn it. I should have put our own, done it for our own laugh track. <laughs> when I think about that right now, hold on. Do I have a laugh track? I have this. Oh, that's not going to cut it. You know what's funny? It's like I love the laugh tracks where they've gone through the trouble of like working in the guy coffin. So it's oh, like, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. oh yeah, like a lady with a weird giggle. Yeah, <laughs> and you always, always at the very like, end. Wonder like, what's that person look like? Ha, 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 ha. Damn it! So, I know yeah. I have a laugh track somewhere um, on here. I just I don't have it handy. But that reminded me when I was a kid. So don't make fun of me. My parents were obviously from a different generation, and they had like comedy tapes. Remember those things where yep. you had like Eddie Murphy's Delirious on tape or the Richard Pryor comedy specials? But my mom was a huge Joan Rivers fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I always like to go to sleep with a little music or something. So I used to listen to Joan Rivers stand up while I was going to, to uh, sleep. She was pretty raunchy for her time. Man, what, what a soothing cho- choice of a voice to go to sleep to. <laughs> <laughs> sleep tight, rascal. You know? <laughs> I, had, but, uh, I had the Father Guido Sarducci album. <laughs> If you, if you remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I think it'd be better, like, to try and maybe go to sleep to Stephen Wright. You know that guy? Remember yeah. that guy? The guy that's super, like, monotone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyway, she had a joke, and she was like, why is it that UFOs always land in trailer parks? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was never, like, it's true. They never land She's in like, the front lawn of Stanford. <laughs> yeah, they never, they never land at Harvard. It's yeah. always some fucking trailer park. Yeah. So She's on to something. Anyway. Yeah, she is. So she I actually was a funny, funny chick, dude. She was a funny lady. She was extremely funny. Um, so anyway, they're determined to crack the code. And uh, then Alf, we go back to Alf. He's received word that he has to meet with them uh, in a landing field. Uh, and they have limited – I think he's got to make the decision in like a few hours. They've got one chance to get there to him because they're running on limited fuel. And so they'll get one shot to pick him up in this landing field. He's supposed to wear – a fedora and a trench coat, yeah. I think he said. He's supposed to dress like a like a, a flasher. That's the only way they're going to pick him. <laughs> or like a, a private dick from the 40s. Uh, so. I'm glad that Skip and Rhonda know what a trench coat and a fedora are. <laughs> they picked his wardrobe, the pickup wardrobe. 
It's like telling somebody, you know, uh, don't forget to dress up for the costume party at the office tomorrow. <laughs> That's probably what they were doing. You're telling your Uber driver, I'll be the one in the trench coat and the fedora. <laughs> but you ever notice there were times where Alf would wear shirts, like yeah, like a white shirt. I, I think even in this episode, there were sometimes he had he was shirtless, and there were other times he had like a flannel on. But I don't know what what the deal was with the, uh, you know, cloak and dagger, trench coat and fedora. But I didn't get it either. But I liked it. So anyway. Uh, by the way, I just want to mention that Alf was voiced and puppeteered by Paul F- Fusco. Fusco? Fusco? Uh, Fusco, who also wrote and produced the show. Uh, but there was a different actor in the suit that they didn't show that often. His name was Mahela Mazaros. Yes. Yeah. And that guy, that guy was in like Freaked and Big Top Pee Wee and Waxworks, so a lot of cool little cult things. But um, Fusco, man. Yeah. Like he had, he had a solid gold idea. And I guess at first, like the studio execs didn't like the idea. And so during a during a meeting, he actually pulled the puppet out and started doing like the Alf shtick, and they loved it. Yeah, I think I think I read that he uh, based the voice off Ralph the dog from the Muppets is where he was, which I don't hear in the voice, but he said that. So well, I don't hear it in there. I can hear it. I can hear it. Like I wish you had like did a side by side of Ralph with Alf, yeah, so we maybe. could have had a debate about it. But I I can hear it. Like and, I was never a big Ralph fan. I was more of. Um, more like Fozzie. The fishmonger? Smart shoes. Yeah, you're the like fishmonger. The fish, you Swedish fish. <laughs> Sweet, or the Swedish chef. chef. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I thought that... Ralph was so, always just kind of just like, eh. He, he was, because he was a bland character. He didn't do much. I, he was a nice character. But the, um, there was two people that played, that puppeteered Alf, but F- uh, Fusco or Fusco was like the right arm or the left arm and the, and the voice. And there was another lady. There was three people, actually. There was another lady that did like the other arm and the head. And then there was a, a robotics team a Rumo controlled his uh, eyeballs and ears and stuff like that, but uh, all the facial motions. Yeah, but that dude, like you said, he he had a vision and he had his character and he held that character. And I really respect that that guy stuck to his guns and kept the character his own. He didn't sell out to Disney. He didn't sell out to the Muppets or Jim Henson offered him. Um, he, yeah, he wouldn't want to go on those. He things, did man. not, man. Like, oh, this is his character. This is his vision, and it was going to stay his. It didn't go anywhere, and I think it should have, or maybe it still could have. But I really respect that the dude held on to his his creation and kept it his. There's something to be said for that. Just like everything else, though, they have had rumblings of bringing of him back. Yeah, CGI Alpha. I read that too. Uh, I think part of the the magic of the puppetry is what makes that, you know, the, it is. the practical effect, yeah, right? It is. Like, because I mean, after Alf has to make the decision, like. The, what they the material they used for his eyes, like the way he looked, they brought a lot of emotion to a, a heap of like foam and cloth and yeah mechanics. More than expected. I mean, there was a lot of emotion there. There was. They did a really good job with the puppeteering. I thought the voice that dude's voice is perfect. Like that, I, I catch a little Rodney Dangerfield actually in his delivery. Um, but oh, the way course. he voiced it, the way he delivered the jokes, I mean you could tell that this dude is completely invested in this character. This is his. And, and I thought yeah. he nailed it. I thought he did great. Well, I think with that emotional scene too, where Alf has to decide, um, it, it was kind of cool too, because he, you don't really know what he decides. He just goes up to the Morse codes and just starts clicking the Tapping code. Away, out, right, right. I mean? So you're not sure. And yet. I can imagine a ton of 12 to 16 year olds around that time, tearing up a little bit, maybe even younger, maybe eight to 12 year olds, but tearing up pretty good knowing that, He's about to leave Earth, and we may never see him again. Right. Now, we knew we knew that this was a downer going in, but yeah, at the time, I bet there was a lot of people that are like, oh, is he going to stay or is he going to go? Like, how's this going to pan out? There was That was probably a pretty good uh, you know, fish hook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. 
And I'm sure, you know, maybe the fifth season would have done gangbusters, but yeah. studios got to make money, man. I think so. timing, man. I think he was stifled. I think the writers were stifled, and I think the timing was bad, uh, but I really think it's a missed opportunity for, for Alf to hit. You know, now that we discuss that, too, I'd really like to research a little bit. I did some research on some of the writers, <clears throat> but yes, I would definitely like to research some of the writers to see what they've gone on to do. I know um, Fusco did some work on, like, disaster movie, I think, or epic movie or something like I saw that. that but, yeah. I didn't really see like a lot of other things he did. Of course, he he was writer and producer, right? If I if I'm uh, correct, yes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so then we go back to the so this is basically just cutting back between the Tanner House and the ATF headquarters. Um, but they've deduced that Al's response emanated from Earth. So they picked up the incoming message from Skip and Rhonda. They're trying to decipher it, and then they uh, intercepted the information from Alf back to Skip and Rhonda and they're able to know, uh, define that it came from Earth. Right. So now their job is validated. There's some jokes about, you know, <laughs> we didn't spend 10 years wasting our lives, fellas. We're, it's real. Yeah, like, it's going to happen. I know just a few years ago we did a knock and talk at a house to try and find an alien and we were just foo-fooed away, but now we're really going to start some investigating. Yeah, cue a bunch of we, laugh we track. Didn't, we didn't notice with a satellite photo the large hole in the Tanner's roof of their garage. <laughs> They were at the Tanner's house in the pilot episode. <laughs> didn't yeah, see it. It's like, didn't catch any of that. None of it. Willie was able to, and Willie doesn't seem like the type of guy who could fix, fix a roof on his own. He that savvy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I deduced also that the Colonel was a total prick at that point. Um, mm. and he says he wants the code cracked ASAP. So they got to start getting on it. Yeah. So at this point, the Tanners decide to throw Alf an impromptu going away party. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure Willie and Kate are absolutely elated that Alf's gone. Yeah. The kids, not so much. Yeah. They were the ones who were a little bit more emotionally invested uh, because they don't have to financially and emotionally and um, what's the other one I'm looking for, for cleaning up after Alf all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, they don't, they don't have to do that shit, but Willie and Kate have to. So, of course, they wouldn't mind yeah but. It's, they're caregiving pretty much for this guy not only that the guy's kind of a jerk in general right and i did notice too that every time somebody tried to say something heartfelt alf wasn't having it because at one point like lynn's talking to him and she's trying to speak from the heart and i was like just stop the, right. where are the jokes like what are you doing and i thought that that, that wasn't even worked. funny did you like that i i liked the um I like that they would say something very now this whole scene right here i thought the actors did an outstanding job against a puppet um it was heartfelt. Like I, I, it was a really good acted scene. I didn't see, I wouldn't have known there was contention on the set until I read it later based on this, but they all have their own goodbye. Each one of them does a little something for Alf. They all say something very heartfelt, a goodbye. And he, he, he caps that with a quip every time. And most of them were actually pretty funny. They, they, it took the mood. It was a roller coaster. It would go down and then, then he would cap it off with a funny. So it took the mood up and down and I thought it worked really well. I think they should, <clears throat> excuse me. Pardon me. I think they should have kept the jokes in, or I'm um, kept the jokes to a minimum because this is like you know a very special episode. Yeah, right. Like keep the jokes to a minimum and get through with the emotion because this is the last episode, man. Yeah. And people aren't going to remember you for the jokes. People are going to remember you for what happens to Al. Yeah, I I can agree with what you're saying, but I did enjoy the scene. I I, I liked it. I liked that they would um, raise my spirits up a little bit after the downer each time. 
Yeah, I'm just I'm just a full on dour guy. Just like let's crash and burn. Get you know, this. you know what it's like. Every time they transition the scene, they you know they would have like the little intro like saxophone or horn for like. And this this episode, every transition was like the wah 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 wah, like it was the sad the sad yeah. scene cut. Because if you watch in the other episodes, it would be a happy one like do 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 some Seinfeld stuff, you know. Instead, of, it was like the theme song, but instead it was like dun dun dun. Yeah. It was letting you know. Do, 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 do. Slow like down. Yeah. Like they, they really want to let you know I thought, this is sad. I thought my, my wife was going to come in and ask me if I was watching Lethal Weapon because there was so much saxophone. So much sax, so much sax, <laughs> sexy saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I always remember about Lethal Weapon, man, is the amount of saxophone. Oh, they went movie. for it. They definitely went for it. They sure did. But this scene I thought was great. Um, I, I liked I liked the acting. Um, I liked what they were saying. I liked the scene in general. I was blown away by how much I liked the scene, to be honest with you. The the chick who played Lynn, her name is Andrea Elson, I guess. Uh, for some reason, I thought like she was more prominent in the 80s, maybe because I watched her so much you know, on ALF. But uh, she did a movie called Frankenstein, The College Years. Oh, dude. I'm in on that. Yeah. Where do we find that? Yeah. Uh, Parker Lewis can't lose. Yeah, and that. then like uh, Simon and Simon, which I think literally every ALF cast member did Simon an episode Simon. of that show. That must have been a cast of millions on Simon and Simon. Jesus. Yeah, we've we've seen a ton of Simon and Simon crossovers. Yeah, like almost as many as the Love Boat. Yeah. A team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, they all give their emotional goodbyes. He gives their snarky response, and um, did you ever notice though that Willie always sounded like he was on the verge of crying when he was talking out? He had a little hitch in his voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he was flustered and just like he just wanted it, like. Hundred percent. Willie was the um, the number one pick for committing suicide in that family. <laughs> he was definitely, His hair is always just disheveled. disheveled. He's just like God. He was tired of trying to keep the peace between the wife and Alf, dude. Like Alf, Alf, I, I don't uh, care what you do. Oh. Just what are we gonna do, do, Alf? What are we gonna do? <laughs> Anything you want to do, Alf? Just please, just. The jokes, Alf. You're killing me with the the laugh track is non-stop in this house. It's driving me Willie, crazy. Willie, why'd you bring home that shotgun in a <laughs> box of 12 gauge? Well, let me do my thing. <clears throat> Willie, what's up with the shotgun and the duct tape? <laughs> it's my best impression, I'll be in the, Alf, I'll be in the garage. Just leave me alone. I think Alf stop. is my only and best impression, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, get a little so Andrew anyway. Dice Clay off of Alf too. A little, Rod, little Rodney, little Andrew Dice Clay. So let me ask you this: Would you? Yeah, yeah. Um, hickory, hickory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Skip and Rhonda, get me off this rock. Hey, not bad. A good voice too. <laughs> uh, we finally nailed the voice. Yeah. So anyway, uh, now I had this question: If you're gonna throw. Uh, going away party for a fucking alien life form that nobody in the world has ever seen before, <laughs> and he's about to leave. And this would you, would you first off maybe get a family photo? Yeah, you want to have proof that you were harboring that alien. Yeah. Uh, also, would you just buy him a cake or would you do something special? Like, uh, would you, Steve, knowing that this completely unique alien life form that nobody else on Earth knows is exist is in existence? and is leaving the planet forever, would you prepare him a baked cat? Not only a baked cat, I think you got to go strippers and cocaine, the whole the whole ball of wax, man. <laughs> Like the whole thing? You, you got to, man. Just say it's some kind of weird costume party and play him off as like a dude in a costume. 
and yeah. go for it. You got to go for broke on that. I mean, dude, I mean, uh, Budweiser's and, uh, you know, Siamese cats, like a Siamese cat buffet. Whatever he's into, you got to give him. Because he's never going to see it again, so that's it. No, he's gone, dude. Whatever. I would have straight up, like, put that cat on a Traeger for him. Put a little butt rub on there. That Mm. cat that peed on your couch. Serve him up raw. (laughs) Serve him up raw. (laughs) (laughs) Serve that cat up in a second. You don't even cook him. (laughs) I still got that cat, so there's still an opportunity if I ever get an alien. You still have that couch is the question, though. No, got rid of that a long time ago. <laughs> Didn't you sit in that? Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> I was swimming in that pee couch, dude. <laughs> it must have been you, man, because that cat has never done anything like that. I've had that cat for years. It never pissed on the couch once. Yeah, man, he, sen- sudden- he sensed another apex predator in the house, dude. He had to mark. <laughs> he had to mark that couch, dude. You just uh. He was taken aback by your amazing yo-yo skills. <laughs> had a little bit of incontinence. I scared him with my banjo strumming. <laughs> uh, what's funny, though, is you go from that scene, right? Like, such a tonal shift. Like, Alf's walking out of his house for the last time. He'll never be in the Tanner house again. He's going away forever. And then you go back to the ATF headquarters. You got a bunch of high-fiving white guys like, we cracked the we code. Got it. We did it. We did it. We done did it. They're all, like, chest bumping and yeah. smacking each other around and shit. You know, what the, you know what's messed uh, up, too? That dude keeps, like, um, he's like, thank you. Thank you, gentlemen, for your hard work. But there was there was chicks in there. But he just kept saying, gentlemen, gentlemen, we've done it, gentlemen. Not cool, man. <laughs> I want to thank you, Wanda, for the great janitorial <laughs> <laughs> efforts. For bringing in those those coffees. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Uh, again, it's the 90s. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, funny. So, um, basically, I don't know where the ATF is, and I don't know why this mattered, but he said he's going to call the L.A. group to intercept... Uh, Whatever activity was happening at the rendezvous you know point. Is that because they only had like one day of filming for those guys? So that, they couldn't dude, have them on location? I found that super weird as well. I remember thinking like, because he, he makes note of, we're not going to make it in time. I really wanted to be there, send the LA guys. And I was thinking, but like, why not have him there? Like, what was the, yeah. get get the chopper ready. We're heading out. You know, like, I didn't understand that either. That was a really odd thing. I want to see that dude physically assault Alf. I wanted to see him drop, kick, and clothesline him on the way out. <laughs> Go up and tase him, wrap him up yeah. with a bolo wrap. <laughs> yeah, I was looking for that. They, uh, they straight, like, they got contracted those guys for one day. They filmed that, you know, they made that impromptu set in the studio, filmed that, and, like, cut the check. And then, like, yeah. we'll get some fucking rando dudes and, you know. Maybe that set was already, like, you know, kind of half-assed pre-built from another show that they used. It wasn't even in the same place or something. You know what I mean? There, there must be a reason, because they didn't use the same guys. Uh, listen, that spare shit you got over from the warehouse, Sam's Warehouse from Quantum Leap, could we borrow that yeah. for, like, an hour? <laughs> yeah, call Ziggy. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, as the Tanners get closer to the landing field, so do the ATF and full-size Chevy vans. Yep. And did you notice that in the back seat of the Tanner vehicle, there was a baby? <laughs> Yeah, she she the lady got pregnant during during one of the seasons, and they wrote the baby into the show. It wasn't her baby, but they see, wrote the pregnancy into the show. I hadn't seen one baby the entire episode. Well, I'm probably taking a nap, you know. The whole day the, the, is sim- similar to the baby on Friends. You never see it, or the baby from uh, American Sniper. Have you seen yeah. that? One? Yeah. <laughs> The baby, the baby is there when it's convenient to make a joke for that scene. Otherwise, does not exist. 
I wonder if Willie ever did a DNA on that baby too, because yeah, it had a double check. Awful long tuft of hair on top, and an <laughs> extremely large nose. The opposite of Willie's. <laughs> and he did, and he did say that he had seen Kate naked. He admitted that Alf during did, the show. He did admit it. Yeah, they'd seen each other naked. Yeah. So uh, of course I thought Alf was always naked, but what do I know? That's the episode um, I want to see. By the way, that's what I'm looking for. It's like, <laughs> I, I got to check. Is there an Alf porn? I don't know. <laughs> There's a, a porn parody of everything. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I did not see it, and I didn't read up on it, but let me tell you right now, I bet you that scene is Alf accidentally catching her coming out of the shower That because that's a staple of everybody catching somebody naked on an 80s sitcom. Okay. I'm going to watch. I just did a quick search at the detriment of my fucking phone. <laughs> uh, Pornhub, Alf parody porn videos. Yeah. Pornhub, Alf gay porn videos. That's the one you're watching. <laughs> there, there, there is Alf porn available on FAP 18. <laughs> well, the dude's name's Willie. It, it basically writes itself. <laughs> the writing is already done for you. It's <laughs> uh, great. You ever seen the app, hey, bro? How do, how, how do you with a straight face register letmejerk.com? <laughs> You jizz.com? What? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. The Adams Family parodies are better, bro, just so you know. You know. I'm sure. Uncle, Uncle. Not, endorsed by any, not endorsed by any employee of Schlocker, not industry. I'm going to tell you right now, Uncle Pester is the best <laughs> name. <laughs> you haven't lived until you've seen Shaven Ryan's private. When you see Horticia and Uncle Pester going at it, you know you're watching something special. I think it was even called like the Madams Family, if I remember correctly. What was the movie Aaron made me buy? Flesh Gordon. Oh, that's when my dad always talks about that man. Always. I think. Yeah, I bought it for Aaron because you told us about it. Yeah, my dad always brings it up. Was that a De Laurentiis? I think that might have been a De Laurentiis. No, I don't think so. But uh, Flesh Gordon does fly around in a penis-shaped rocket. Well. Of course. <laughs> Not one song by Queen. You know how disappointed I was? Not one song. You couldn't get the licensing for that? That's crazy. <laughs> so anyway, um, another thing that drove me nuts about the Colonel is, do you, do you remember how he pronounced, I'm just going to spell it out. Well, if I spell it out, uh, what do you call an unidentified, unidentified flying object? A UFO. He called it an UFO. No. Did he? He did. Really? He was like, we've got a UFO coming in. I was like, what? Do you think the actor was that stupid or he just read his line wrong? I, I got to rewatch that. He really said that? He said UFO, 100%. So Twice, I think. So now that we've had some uh, good porn talk, let me ask you this. Is ALF an initialism or an acronym? Uh, Speaking of UFO. That's an acronym because UFO is acronym for UFO, unidentified flying object. So ALF is an acronym because you say it, ALF. UFO is an initialization because you say the letters. Like FBI is an initialization. Um, radar, you don't say R-A-D-A-R. Radar is an acronym. Right. So ALF would be an acronym and UFO would be an acronym. The initialization would be UFO. So now that we've had talk of Uncle Pester and Horticia, we can now talk about uh, higher learning, <laughs> balance well, it if, out. If you could do me a favor, I don't know why I've, all these episodes you don't have the cut from Billy Billy Madison where he says we are all dumber oh, from having from having here. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do have no, that cut. That's very interesting. That's very interesting. I had no idea. I did not know that. Well, here I got a cut that's similar here. 
I'm trusting you with my cornhole. Does that does that do anything for you? <laughs> Absolutely. Right, cool. Um they finally arrive at the landing field. Um do you remember this? Now this is something I don't know why I wrote this down, but do you remember as a kid whenever somebody would break out of that sitcom established location? You'd get excited. Yeah, you're so used to seeing the set. Even that would happen on like Silver Spoons or um, even Cheers. Like you're so used to seeing them at the bar when they went to like Norm's house or something. It was it was a big deal. It was different, a different setting. But it was funny because you would always see the same thing, right? Yeah. This one was a little different because it had to be filmed filmed on an exterior set. But you would see like the car with maybe some voiceover of like two of the characters having a conversation in the car, but not show the characters in the car. Or sometimes you would have like the the rear projection where the car's bobbling around right. and shit like that, right? But then they would be at the next set. It would go yeah. to the, but you'd never seen it before, so they were outside of their established setting. Yes. Yeah, something different. And I know I've told you this a hundred times. I learned how to drive by George Jefferson, so. Yeah. it's <laughs> great. So that rear projection bullshit, that was a huge detriment to the youth of our nation because yeah. everybody learned how to drive by George Jefferson. Anyway, so... um. So the ATF is finally, like from a distance, they're surveilling uh, the dope deals. The tanners discover uh, at that point that Alf had stolen their VCR. So my question to you is, how does an advanced alien life form, why do they need a reel-to-reel VCR? What they needed was one more excuse to use that uh, that uh, button that makes the laugh track go. And they must have been running short, and they needed to push that thing. So they made a dumb VCR joke that didn't go anywhere, but was there. Okay, could you think about it this way, though? Do you think that Alf was taking it back as like an archaeological find? Sure. Like to take back, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to establish a new society, you have to have a Melmachian museum. And what every Melmachian museum wouldn't want an ancient Earth artifact, ancient Earth technology. Remember the size of those? I think he could have found something smaller and easier to to move around than a VCR. Like an answering machine? <laughs> oh, yeah. Or maybe a calculator or a watch. Remember how fat those, like, two two VHS tape Oh, the VHS doublers. Players? Oh, my God. Are the my ones that had beta and movies? VHS, the the, the, du- the duplex ones? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I remember people who were rich had their own, like, video rewinders. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Just a little one that you would put in to rewind it fast. I remember because that. Because you didn't want to ruin it. Rewinding ruins your motor yeah. on your VCR. So everybody had the... Uh, the Rich people had the tape rewinders, so yeah. they wouldn't fuck around with their VCR. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, what happened next? Uh, and I use this term loosely. The ship draws closer, nice. which is basically just a spotlight. A light, a flashlight, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the family say again their goodbyes. Um, and just as Alf is about to beamed up, the ATF comes up and says, Not so fast, yeah, not alien today. life form. Not today, mister. Not today. Uh, and I also use this term loosely. He's captured, but not one person lays a hand on him. So I I don't think we even saw them in the same frame. That's a good question. Because he does make the joke, hey, guys, want to catch a brewski? Or, you know, there's some there's some jokes. He he always brought the the levity in whenever there was something down or sad. He does the same right. thing here when the guys come in, but I couldn't tell you if because they were actually down, in the scene together. Deep down, Steve, it's a coping mechanism. It's gallows humor? It's a coping mechanism yeah. because Alf is a truly disturbed individual who has mental and psychological problems, and the only way he can deal is with inappropriate humor. I would 
I would be killing myself like Willie if I had to do that would crack jokes 24-7. Could you imagine? Could not like leave my every house. Time. I wouldn't leave my hey, house. Hey, could you, uh, hey, Alf, do you think you could do me a favor and uh, take the trash out? Oh, like the trashes that your wife? Or your, oh, I don't yeah, know. I'm yeah. just, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like your trash life? Yeah, yeah, I can take that out, and I'll take you out too, Willie. Like everything you know. said came back at you with some wordplay or some kind of like bad joke, and then a laugh track, that would drive me insane, dude. Oh, would drive me insane. <laughs> do you think... Max Wright ever went and watched old episodes of Alf just to reminisce over like with a bottle of bourbon. <laughs> just that dude, that dude apparently like hated, right? That like completely hated he the show. Hated, like, hated every, he, the last day of shooting, he didn't even say goodbye to people. He just yeah, cleared out his office and walked out and left. Yeah. Which didn't come across on this, on the shows. This, the episodes I watched, you know, you wouldn't guess it. So good for him. But yeah, he hated doing the show. I think they, they say all he did. did. He did enjoy the the letters from fans that said how much right. the show meant to them. Right. Uh, but I, I can only imagine like doing something so difficult, yet it means so much to other people, but you just can't stand doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's how you feel about the show, isn't it? Like you got to get so much going on. <laughs> <laughs> the difference is the only one who cares about it is you. So I'm doing this <laughs> just, just for, for one. You. <laughs> just for one. Just yeah. party of one. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I was I thought it was kind of weird. There was no like to be continued. There was nothing. It just fade right. out, and it was done with that little sad ass music outro. And I mean, dude, this was seriously a downer, a, a serious downer ending. With like you said, no to be continued. You left the people with nothing, probably because they didn't know if it was going to be continued. But uh, wow, what a downer of an ending! Isn't that like a Hollywood like? Um. It's just something Hollywood does a lot. They they end a show or they the finale is just terrible. Like the Dexter finale. I can't oh, think horrible. of a worse ending of a TV horrible. show I've ever seen in my fucking life. Just like I've invested eight years into this and this it is what I horrible. get. Oh man. Yeah, it was real. I mean, I got to say, I really did like the show. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to like it. I thought, you know, if you can get through the dad jokes and the laugh track, it's solid. It's a solid show, and there's a lot of fun to be had. And even going back to season one, it's funny. Even Lindsay, who had never seen it before, was like, "Oh, that looked pretty good." Um, there's something there, but man, it ended bad. It was a complete downer. Yeah, and they they tried it. Like I said, six years later, they tried to fix that, but it did not work out. But didn't um, you know, after like one or two episodes, the show would have been canceled too. But one of the studio executives had a 12 year old daughter that yeah, absolutely loved, loved it. it. So, yeah, like I wonder how many shows out there are created just because somebody's child it's like i really think this will be cool and yeah. so they're like oh, all right uh, didn't they say that with uh somebody ro- bought the rights to like the hunger games or harry potter just because their kids said it would be good oh that's if that's true yeah i don't know yeah, I, I remember you know which one that sticks out in my head though was um captain lou albano doing uh mario which you know wasn't a well-received show even though i like it but uh he it was his kid his kid like was really into it and really wanted to do it and that dude took it super seriously like he he gave it his all just because of how much his kid uh enjoyed the show Oh, that's awesome, man. And I love that show. I know it's crap, but I love that show. I still watch it with Michael. I just saw something recently where John Krasinski showed his kids like an episode of The Office, and like it was so meta for them, they didn't understand it was their dad acting in an uh, office, so they nice. thought that like he was the guy working at the office. <laughs> that's funny. Like, oh, you work, that's you at the office, working at the office. And you're that's like, no, that's did. me playing a character that works in an office. And they're like, no, it's you working. I mean, I just couldn't yeah, imagine. Couldn't wrap their hand, head around it. Yep. Well, I got a bunch of supplemental ALF notes you want me to uh, enlighten you? Drop them. Do a ALF dump right now. All right. So some of this we've already gone over. I'll try to go over it again and maybe explain a little more. Uh, you brought up that they stopped the drinking beer after the first season, and that is true. Originally, the plan was he was going to be a, a, a drunken sailor, rowdy, you know, dirty kind of guy. But now they, they, uh, they, the kids 
liked the show so much, it turned into a show, and, and I think it was NBC, they decided they were going to go the kids' way so that he didn't drink after the first season. No more beer. Um, like you said, the elite. Do you think it would have been better on a Saturday morning? Or had Saved by the Bell already been invented yet? I think the show would have been better if they didn't gear it towards kids at all, if it wasn't on, if it was like okay. a nighttime show uh, without the without the kids stuff. I think it would have been a better show. Do you think they could revive that show on Adult Swim? I do. I think that the guy that so, owns Alf is still has the, I think he still has the the um, character nailed down so pat that he could redo it in a better way with less um, constraints. I do. I I'd like to see it. I'd, I'd like to see it. Rights. Well, I think he still owns the rights to the character. Okay. So I, yeah, I would like to see what he. And and by the way, you know, I said I was so proud of him for not selling out to Disney or uh, like Disney or um, who what was it, Jim Henson. If Disney or Jim Henson's estate wants to buy a shock or not, I'll sell, and they can put two monkeys sticking their thumbs up each other's butts on the show, and me and Doc <laughs> will be totally fine with that. So, so listen, I've got three dollars and a Yogurt Land coupon for the entirety of Schlock or Nuts. You got it. <laughs> so I'm proud of him for not doing it. I would have. Yeah. Um, you alluded to about the eating the cat. So a big part of the show is he was always trying to eat their cat. I think the name was Lucky, right? I think so, yeah. So they completely stopped that after in one of the episodes, he attempted to microwave Lucky. It was one of their jokes. Oh, and a kid did it, right? A kid tried to microwave his own cat. They took it out of the show completely after that. He never again tried to, uh, well, the cat wasn't an issue after that. They didn't try to make it the type of thing, you know. Hmm. It was just crazy. Okay. Uh, let me Kids see. are so stupid. Kids are dumb. Um, there's an episode called Try to Remember. I don't know if you read about that one at all. So he gets amnesia after using a blender while he's in the bathtub. And guess what happened? Uh, he slipped and fall. No. A kid tried the exact same thing at home, blender in the bathtub. Um, it, it went over so bad for them that they actually edited that out. And now if you watch that episode, it'll show him slipping in the shower, not using a blender in the bathtub. Um, so they had, to, they had to completely like pull the, uh, pull the actual master and redo it on that one. Uh, can I also say that uh, plastic bags are not a toy? Yeah. Uh, for our viewer, viewing children, old, or listener children. Old refrigerators in the dump, not a good hiding spot. There's a lot of things. In there. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't play hide and seek in a junkyard with old refrigerators. Yeah, totally. okay. um, also, yeah, drugs so, are bad. Okay. So you could see how much of this show had to change because of dumb kids. That's why I'm saying it would have been better. Just get the kids out of there. This isn't a kid show anymore, and I think you'd have had a better show. See, um, there was a different time, though. You have an alien life, like an alien puppet on your show. Like there was no like vision to see it as something adult because yeah. we didn't have the Ted's, we didn't have, we didn't it, have yeah. the stuff we have now. You know what was that? What's it, Mr. Pickles? Right? Yeah, right. Have you ever right. seen that show? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but that's what I'm saying. This could have been the first. I think he could have done it if they would have let him. I think that this guy was onto something. You know, I I think there's something there. Um, Definitely influenced by '80s stand-up comedy for yep. sure. So Skip yep. and Rhonda were his friends in the cartoon. I told you that too. Um, and in the actual show, so they they kind of did a they did a tie in there. They used some of the same people or the same names at least. They they gave Alf his own world where those people were real. You know, it it, it tied the two shows together. It made it part of the canon. You know, they fleshed it out. Yeah, if they you did. Will. Um, yeah. Now Project Alf, which most people consider not canon, that was made. It was intended to wrap up the show and possibly start interest in a new Alf generation or letting Alf go forward. But like I said, I couldn't get through it. Um, it's a bummer. I just don't think it was done right, or maybe it was bad timing. Um, yeah, whatever. Danny said it sucked. I believe Danny. He's a solid guy. Yep. Um, did you know that every name of every episode is the name of a song that relates to the plot of the episode? Yeah, I did, and I wondered if they had um, any 
any episodes titled like I Come Blood or Hammer Smash Face? <laughs> I, I looked. I didn't. See, maybe episode, maybe that was season was three. Was there an episode like Addicted to Vaginal Skin? Because those I, are the songs I listen to. I didn't look at ep- season three, but I, I wasn't in one and two. I can tell you that. <laughs> Did you recognize any of the, the names of songs for, from the episode? I didn't, I didn't go through them, no. Um, no, I did. I didn't. I read the trivia, but I didn't go back in to uh, to check. You know, but I, I believe it. Um, what else we got? Consider me gone. What does that song sound like? You want to pull it up? Yeah, let's see. Go, go for it. I mean, might as well. So what else I got while you're pulling that up? Uh, F- uh, Fusco I'll or Fusco? It. He did turn down Henson and Disney, uh, which was yep. I mean, that was pretty, pretty solid of him. Um, let's see what else we got. Oh, three. Here we go. So it was took three people to run Alf. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Okay. Nah, it sounds like crap. That's horrible. Also, it's not coming over on the mic. Reba McIntyre. Consider me gone. Um, yeah, not a fan. Nah, not a fan. So okay. three three people to run Alf. Uh, Fusco or Fusco was the right hand in the head. Uh, then there was a lady that did the left hand, and there was a remote for the um, eyes and expressions. I thought they all knocked it out. Did great. Yep. And uh, it's a pretty big one. This was the first TV show ever presented in Dolby Surround. First ever. Um, huh. I thought that was pretty interesting. That way you can feel like you're actually in the canned audience. Yeah, you can hear that uh, stupid laugh track and stereo sound with your woofer on and shit. <laughs> I thought it was funny, too, that all of the trap doors had actors' names after them who fell in yeah. the hole. So, yeah, that was some of the consternation on set, to touch on that a little bit, um, why everyone hated it. First of all, they all thought that the puppet got all the best lines. Um, they didn't like working opposite a puppet, and that that's true. And like I think the Roger Rabbit dude didn't like doing that. There's other shows where guys didn't like doing that. But, uh, I say that all the time when people ask me what it's like working, working for with, Working with a dummy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if you can imagine, the set is four feet high, and they have trap doors and, and uh, openings all over the set to be able to move Alf around. But thinking of as an actor, they have to know where all those pitfalls are. They have to know where all the trap doors are as they're acting and moving and not falling in them. And apparently it was yeah. a nightmare. They're just constantly falling, and, and uh, it was a huge nightmare for them to even film. I didn't pick that up on the episodes I watched, so good for them. But, uh, well, you didn't see the safety harnesses they I were did, all wearing. I didn't notice the that. Yeah, <laughs> they CGI'd out the helmets. I didn't see a cast in that in that episode, but yeah, <laughs> it was apparently it was a nightmare uh, on set to work in general, and uh, the people really didn't like doing. Especially Max Wright, who played the dad, was just not a fan at all. But um, I thought that they still. I, can, it I always think about like you ever seen those videos where like a fast food worker like walks forward, and while he's walking forward, somebody opens up like a trap oh, on the floor yeah. to go and load something. Then they take a step back and they fall to their death. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Like, Imagine how bad that would hurt to just fall in one of those trap trap holes. Yeah, I mean it's bad enough that the whole crew hated working it, so you know it had to be a thing. Yeah. That's but, imagine uh, being a, a five foot ten puppet operator in a four foot pit. Four foot pit. Have you ever seen those guys hunched up under in the documentaries for like Henson and all those dirty hippies all smushed together with their beards on top of each other, all sweaty? Oh my god, dude, it's a nightmare. All that patchouli oil smell. Ugh. Oh my god. But overall. I was pleasantly surprised with the episodes I did watch. I like I said, I wasn't an Alf fan, so I didn't know have a lot going in. But I did like the show. I think it's a good show. Um, Bart, you know, take how much would you pay for the entire series on a box set DVD? Nineteen ninety nine, max. That's a good price point. Good price point. Yeah, that's that's it, and that's all I give it. But yeah, that's all I had, man. Uh, You good with that? Yeah. All right, then let's do some of this. I've got some good news, and I've got some bad news. All right, Doc, hit me with your good news. I'm going to say this show really brought back the uh, nostalgia. Just please don't bring it back or reimagine it ever. Really? So, yeah. You... Except in, in the original format, like you said, you have you gave me some ideas like the way to – so I guess my whole fucking good news is wrong. 
Well, I'm glad I, I could guess change if you're your gonna mind. reimagine. Yeah. Well, I mean, you made me think. If you're gonna do it, just do it like Steve said. Like shackles off. Go balls hard out. It. Yes. Yes. Let me see what Alf is, uh, what Alf can really do with without the constraint of NBC. That's what I want to see. Yeah. All right, good. Uh, mine. I thought the actually. You know, just, just I'm throwing it out here real fast. I just had yeah. a thought. Uh, just because Ted showed the bear doing coke with Flash Gordon, that doesn't mean I'm going to go do coke with Flash Gordon. So I think putting it uh, out there for mature mature adults is a better thing. Probably, and I didn't like the Ted movie to be honest with you, but yeah. Did you like that? I like the first one. I like the first one, not the second. I like it. All right. My good news was I liked the. Uh, I thought the acting from the uh, family was considerably considerably better than I expected or remembered. I thought that they did a good job opposite the puppet, even though they hated it. I I enjoyed it. Yeah. Bad okay. news. Uh, we never got the proper send off. The show deserved. You're right. Yep. This uh, such is the yeah. life of half of you know, of half hour sci fi sitcoms. They just die. They do, man. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for me, it was the laugh track. It sucks. I mean, it sucks. And, and like I said, Project Whatever Alf didn't have a laugh track, and that sucked as well. But I hated the laugh track. It, it's You can't give me the same laugh for everything, like you said, a, a thunderous applause for every quip. There needs to be levels yeah. to that. Like when you're watching um, something filmed in studio, Big Bang Theory or uh, uh, Seinfeld or any of those that are filmed in studio, you get a little snickers and you can get some little laughs. It's not the same ha-ha-ha after every joke. That Could you imagine, though, man? Like... <sighs> Being in a studio audience at a Big Bang Theory taping and having to laugh at the same joke mm. for 18 takes. No, it's just no fun. But when you're watching it as a viewer, I want to hear the the differences. Like when someone kisses, I want to hear the big woo. You know, like I don't want the same friggin' thing after everything. Yeah. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, <clears throat> I just want to see what your fake laugh would sound like. I'm going to say good day. Yeah. And I want to hear your fake laugh. And I want you to do the best you can. Okay. Like, I okay. want you to try and convince me that your laugh is genuine. What if it sounds okay? like all my laughs and you think I've been faking everything, all your jokes <laughs> oh, and shit? Then I know. Yeah. All right, here we go. Okay. Good day. <laughs> I can that? tell it's fake. Okay. It's it just something in the face, right? Like, yeah. it's, I can just tell your face isn't like genuinely smiling. Yeah. A, a real laugh is an uncontrollable sound. You know, it's a sound that you make genuinely it, it kind of barks guts. out of you it barks out of you yeah it's like i can tell when you really laugh because you start coughing <laughs> so i know i made you laugh real good you know what i mean <laughs> yeah that's a real laugh you know yeah like when you see whatever uh jerk me now.com you did a real laugh that wasn't fake you know <laughs> straight up from a butthole right up into my tummy tums and out yeah. my mouth hole yeah there's just it's there's a difference man and and it, it helps. It adds to the ambiance of the film or the, the whatever you're watching. To just like being in a movie theater, with everybody cheering or everybody laughing at the same time. There's something to that. And the canned laughter is not for me. Okay. Mash cool. like mashes canned laughter drove me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> like, are people really dying because um, Hawkeye said a joke about a dying Korean soldier? Yeah, it just yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Different times. All right. Uh, give me a schlock star rating. Uh, eight out of eight Alf stomachs. Oh, he did have eight stomachs. Good call, man. Yeah, I read that somewhere. The process, too. the process, to, the better the way to process beer and cat flesh. You gotta oh, have those man, eight nice. stomachs. Nice, dude. Okay, good. I give it a zero out of a possible infinity better ways to end this episode of this show. Infinity yeah. other ways. This was horrible. Yep. Horrible ending. Um, did you get a life lesson learned? No matter how great your new roommate is, you will soon grow tired of him. Yeah, that's. That's pretty true, too. That's a pretty good life Dude, lesson. it's going to be so cool. Like, we're going to go to bed late every night. We're going to play video Xbox, games. We're going to watch barbecues. Like, we should get a hot tub. Like, dude, we, 
Would you wipe your shit off the fucking toilet seat? Yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah, can you man. Please throw away your ramen wrapper. It's right next to the trash. It's right there on the when counter. You, when you shave your balls, could you please make sure to uh, fucking flush the hair down the yeah. hole? Drain. It's all fun and games until it gets annoying. But yes, you're right. Yep. Uh, my Have life, you ever had a roommate that you were tired of living with? No, you know what? I've had really good roommates. Um, Willie was a roommate of mine for a long time. My buddy Al was a roommate, and we all got we got along pretty pretty famously. But that being said, we we both had full time jobs, and sometimes we worked opposite each other, so we weren't quite there. We weren't stuck with each other a lot like you would be with Alf, you know. But I have been lucky with good uh, roommates. My roommate in the Marine Corps. No. So. I was having some health issues in the Marine Corps, right? And so I had to go to the infirmary all day to get diagnosed and stuff. So they have this thing called field day every Thursday. We probably talked about it. Every Thursday, you got to clean your room top to bottom, tip top, right? So I come back to the barracks. It's like 830 at night. I've been in at medical all day dealing with shit that I didn't want to be dealing with, right? And I get to my barracks room, and my roommate is hammered drunk, completely fucking drunk laid out and nothing's nothing's been done mm. nothing and i gotta be at work at 5 30 in the morning oh no so i remember i was so angry and he basically did the whole thing like i was like dude what the fuck man like you've done nothing and i gotta get up so early in the morning now i gotta clean this whole fucking room up and you're shit facing he did the thing where he's got like the bottle of booze in one hand and the cup in the other and he's like Come on, man, relax. And he like leans back and just tells me to relax. Oh my god! And I have no idea why, but I punched him right in his forehead. I have no idea why I would ever punch a man in his forehead. It was a just bad the weirdest spot. thing. Bad for your hand. It's a very bad spot, but it didn't hurt my hand because I was so angry. It didn't hurt my hand. But the next day, uh, I get a call from his sergeant wondering why he's got four bruises on his <laughs> forehead. He's got a unicorn horn on his head. <laughs> He's got four four bruises on his forehead that look like a barcode, and it's one for each oh, finger of my face. Sweet. His forehead. Nice. So, yeah. Deserve it. Deserve and it. So, so just so you know, I got that guy back. He went on a deployment, and he left his uh, saltwater fish tank in my room with like detailed instructions on how to oh, care yeah. for the fish. Yeah, those things which are crazy. They're fucking they're stupid. So yeah. while he was on deployment... People are going to, this is going to go one or two ways, I know. While he's on deployment, the guy who gives me the fish that I don't fucking want and need uh, gives me instructions on how to care for them, but they tell us we have to strip all the carpets and paint our room. Okay? Oh, my God. So doing that would require me to take apart his entire fish tank, research how to deal with saltwater fish in a time where the internet did not exist, right. oh. and take care of his fish. So I... I basically took like $500 worth of fish and flushed them down the toilet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they took a dirt nap? Because <laughs> I didn't know what else to fucking do, man. Like, I didn't want those fucking fish. It's like, if somebody's leaving for, you know, six months, it's like, hey, while I'm gone, take, a, take care of this, you know, fucking snake. Oh, my God. That you know nothing about. So I flushed $500 worth of fish down the toilet, cleaned out the ca- or the uh, aquarium, put it in his ball locker. When he came back, he was all excited to see his fish. <laughs> I was like, sorry, man. I'm sorry. You should have replaced them with those little wind-up fish that have the fins that move up and down. Just be like, what? What? Huh? What? Some fucking some sea monkeys. Like, huh? What's matter? You know what? Put like put like one of those little little buttons in the aquarium that show, shoots the plastic rings up and put it. Oh over yeah, the top of yeah, that'd be cool, man. See, there's a lot of options you missed out on. 
I was like, I'm so sorry, dude, but yeah. uh, something came up while you were gone. Well, he, you he like fo- the new carpet and the paint? He foisted a, a hell of a job on you because Sledge was doing those saltwater tanks, and it's like a full-time job. You can't even work eight hours and have a saltwater fish tank. It's fucking yeah. nuts. Anyway, sorry. Well, I, it was my turn for life lesson learned, but I'm about to say yes. don't have a saltwater fish tank. I think I'm going to switch it to that. <laughs> but, uh, my original one was ne- never take a job working opposite a puppet because uh, I read a lot of horror stories about people that really don't like working opposite cartoons puppets animals anything other than people i think they feel a little slighted see the happy timers or whatever that movie was no like on all levels that should have worked it was a what's it the female comedian that was in everything like 10 years ago rita rutner (laughs) that's it judy tenuta Tenuta. (laughs) same thing um mccarthy melissa mccarthy jenny mccarthy melissa mccarthy yeah, yeah, Melissa McCarthy. She was in that where like her partner for a, a crime was a puppet, basically a muppet, and uh, there was actually like scenes where a puppet ejaculated and like they sprayed, oh. uh, like spray string everywhere. Black Devil doll. Um, yeah, yeah. That movie should have been hilarious. It was not. They mailed. They so missed, missed it. You. Swing and a miss. Yeah, I agree with that. Don't work with puppets. All right, here we go. Uh, uh, uh. Schlocker Not Protocol requires a quiz off. May the best human moron win. All right. Thank you, Christine. Uh, go for it. Thank you, Christine. Uh, I was going to say which fictional character was Al's voice modeled after. You already said it, though. So I'm Ralph just going to say pick a number between one and ten that Two. I'm thinking of. Two. It was eight. Oh, okay. So zero, one, zero, zero so far. Well, I'm going to do you a two-part question here, Doc. And I think you're gonna, you already said the answer, too. Do I get multiple points? Yes. You get two points if you get them both right. Okay. And I think you already answered one of them. So uh, first part is, what is Alf's real name? Gordon Shumway. Second part is, do you think that the Tanners ever had to cut poop out of Alf's fur? Alf's fur? I would hope, you know, he was uh, domesticated so that Mo Mackian knew how to wipe, you know, front to back. Kate, Willie, come clean my Alf hole. One of y'all clean my Alf hole over here. You think something like that was going on? <laughs> In the cut, in the in the cut scenes from Alf. <laughs> Alf, every time you sit on the couch, there's a shit stain. That's got to stop, man. Like, what do we got to do here? Uh, that's great. All right. Uh, yeah. The only right. shit stain is in this house, Willie, is your new yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Shit, <laughs> shit stain. Talk about your wife. <laughs> All right, all right. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you full points, full credit. Full credit. All right, go ahead. Uh, which which Alf writer was a heroin addict who also wrote Permanent Midnight? Uh, Stall was his name. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Got it. I I I, I kind of I remember reading about that at some point too. <laughs> that dude would literally shoot up on the Alf soundstage. Yeah, dude. They're going crazy with it. <laughs> Say no to beer. Uh, isn't isn't beer. it crazy how much dark stuff there was behind Alf behind the scenes of Alf? <laughs> crazy, <laughs> crazy man. All right. Um, did you know about the existence of Ralph? I'm trying to think what that would stand for. No, I was not aware of the existence okay. of Ralph. What Ra- is that? Ralph was the rehearsal alien life form because it was such a pain That's in the ass. Right. Yeah, it was such a pain in the ass to actually make Alf work that when they did rehearsals, instead of having them do all the hassle, they brought in like this doofy looking hand puppet thing. They called him Ralph, and he was their rehearsal puppet. Well, wouldn't Ralph? Could that be like the real alien life form? It could be, could be, yeah. but it's not. It's rehearsal. 
You know, I, I want to see that one. I bet it's total junk, like a sock with two buttons sewn to it or something. <laughs> I want to see what that looked like. <laughs> uh, some right. dude's like, some dude's murking on the head. Yep. Like shaved, shaved pubic hair. Just like a hairy knuckles with some, <laughs> some <laughs> eye, googly eyeballs taped to it. <laughs> yeah. All, All right. right. You ready? Yep. Go for it. All right. This is a tough one. Which one of these shows did not have Alf as a guest star? Ooh, okay. You ready? Yep. Young Sheldon, Love Boat, The Next Wave, Blossom, Matlock, Donald Trump's The Art of the Deal, or Saved by the Bell. Are you telling me Alpha was in all of those except one? Is that what you're telling me? I am. I mean, I'm going to go Matlock just because I don't understand why he would be on Matlock, but I also don't understand why he would be on any of those. He was not on Saved by the Bell. He was in Matlock? Yes. Well, I got some digging to do because I want to see all those. All those. Cameos. I'm going to find that for you because uh, now let me let me use this caveat. For the sake of that question, I looked up Paul Fusco and the times he had portrayed Alf on TV oh, shows, and Matlock was on there. So I don't know, but it shows that he played Alf on Matlock. Okay, so, so it, it could be something where it's even on a on a TV show or something like that. It could be like in the background. Yeah, not not here. yeah. I still, I still would like to see those references. That's pretty great. Well, right, why would they have Alf on in the background on Matlock? I mean, that was was that even the same time frame? That's why I want to do the digging. I'm intrigued. No, well, I know. Play some, uh, play some music. I know what me and Danny are doing at work tomorrow. We're looking up all those all those things that you just said. <laughs> oh, you want music? I don't know if I have anything here. I got this. I was thinking about becoming a ventriculist. Well, ventriculist from uh, Black Devil Doll. Ventriculist. <laughs> ventriculist. Uh, All Things Alf Part 2 Cameos and Guest Appearances is on YouTube. And I'm looking up this one here on, uh, God, why is everything with ads? ads yeah. Can you hear that at all? No. YouTube's bad with ads now, though. Dude, everything's got fucking ads, man. Yeah, oh, nuts. my God. It's terrible. Give, me, give us one more sound clip. Um, How about this? What the fuck is you, home skillet? What they should have said when Alf landed is that. Yeah, I don't have a lot of sounds, actually, for this show. Uh, okay, well, I'll look it up. We don't want to kill the show, so yeah. we're almost done anyway. Yeah, I'll figure that done. out. Almost done. All right. Uh, is it my turn? Yep. Which one of our friends had an ALF poster in his room well into his teen years, well past when it was cool, and got uh, quite a lot of grief for it? Eat. Adam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tried to buy him the poster a couple times too because I remember the exact poster. It was oh, Alf. You know how much? What'd you say? You know how much shit he talks about the Twilight episode? Oh, really? oh my god! Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he's dumb, but he had an Alf poster. <laughs> it had a picture of Alf wearing a tuxedo, and it said "Alien About Town" on it. And I've tried to find it on eBay to buy it for him a couple times. I've seen it, but it's way too expensive. But he had that thing up for so long that we would be bringing like girls over, and they'd be like. Looking at it like, uh, I don't know why he had it, man. I think he might have had it up there till he was married, till he moved out. How much does it cost? It was, dude. The one time I saw it was like eighty bucks. I'm like, I'm not gonna buy an Alf poster for eighty bucks. I'd go, I'd go fifteen for Adam, maybe with shipping, shipping included only. Uh, yeah. Did I tell you about that thing he got me for Christmas or my birthday a couple years ago? No. <laughs> he kept coming up. To, you know how Adam is, right? Yeah. He keeps coming up to me saying like, "Your birthday present's coming. I promise." I'm like, okay. 
Never saw it. Never saw it. Never saw it. He just kept saying the same thing. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Finally, he shows up. He's like, well, this is what you got. And uh, he wanted to get me um, like an actual replica of the Freddy Krueger glove. Yeah. Right? And so he ordered on some website, and they sent him a picture of the Freddy Krueger glove. Uh, Just a picture? Not a glove? (laughs) Just, Just a picture of the Freddy Krueger glove. Freddy Krueger glove on a like a blue and or I'm sorry a red and green background, and so he was like negotiating to get the actual item, but it was some company in China, so he just basically framed that stupid photo. Oh sweet, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> so I've got a photo of the Freddy Krueger glove on a green and red background that's supposed to be the glove itself, but never came. Can you put it next to the uh, Blood and Blood Out Miklo uh, thing that I got? Oh, you? Yes, it is right there, <laughs> yeah, prominently displayed. All right, it's still prized possession. All right, all right, give me would you rather. Would you rather have to clean up after an alien life form for life or get a one-time anal probe? I got to be awake? What were you talking here on the probe? I mean, think about the most horrific alien anal probe you could have. Think about, like, uh, what was that one movie that was, um, God, what was in the 90s, that one alien movie that was based on a true story? I have no clue, but... You remember that one? No, I I don't. Where the whole thing was about this redneck getting uh, abducted by aliens and getting researched on. No, add it to our list though. That's a tough question, man. Like I don't want to clean up another aliens. I don't want to clean an alpha all day. What do you think? What do you think Alf Scat looks like? (laughs) Man, I mean, it could be pebbly like a rabbit, or it could be runny as hell. It could be soft serve. <laughs> could be slimy. Could be slimy. Just imagine like the shit that's coming out of uh, the xenomorph's mouth from aliens. I might have to go. Could come out like a uh, what is those things called? A muggle. A muggle. That's from Harry. Potter. Or no, not a muggle. What was it? Uh, um, from Star Trek. The tri- oh, Tribble. Tribbles. To be Tribble. Could come out looking like a Tribble. Harry Tribble. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I think I got to go with the pro based on you get it over with and you have the rest of your life to live, and the other one you're just. To your the day you drop dead cleaning up someone's poop. I mean, do you think Alf was potty trained? I mean, I would guess so, but I still think they got to trim his fur. I mean, he's too hairy, bro. There's just no <laughs> way around it. Yeah, you're definitely getting feces stuck in up in there. That's a no win situation for me, dude. Don't toss a coin. I'd pick whatever the coin landed on. Fire in the sky. Yep. That was a. That's the movie. I Fire in the that. sky. Yep. All right. Okay. Here's go. Ahead. Would you rather live with ET or Alf? Oh, Alf. No, wait. Uh-huh, no. uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I had to think a minute, too. Because E.T. would be better because he's got magical powers. Like, oh, E.T., you know, my shoulders aren't feeling too good. I'll be right there. And he touches your shoulders, you're good to go. And be getting in your fridge and drinking all your beer and all that weird stuff he did. And... So would Alf. Oh, yeah. The studio Actually, just right. told him not to. You're right. Hey, Al, or uh, E.T., listen, I'd really like to get into this concert. Do you think you could do that little levi- levitate thing and put me over the fence so I can get in there? And he doesn't know. I guess E.T., you, you're looking at two different sides of the spectrum. E.T., you really can't talk to at all or can't communicate with. And then Alf, you have too much communication. Where you don't want him to talk anymore. But so E.T. looks E.T. like an over-circumcised penis, too. So. E.T. does have his drawbacks. Yeah, I'm going to go E.T. as well, though. I'll give you that. All right. He was terrifying. Do you remember being scared when they revealed him for the first time in the movie? No, I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty cool as a kid. Like... I was terrified. Yeah, I liked it. All right, man. Schlock or not? Uh, I'm going to say not schlock. Really? Interesting. Okay. Yeah, not schlock. I, I did. I went schlock. I, mean, I, I said schlocky, but enjoyable. I, I think there was a schlock element to the show. Um, 
I can't nail it, but I think there was. That's fine. Yeah. You got to talk. That's why the show's so great. That's Because why. it's all perceptive. Yes. Yes. It's subjective or objective. One of the two. Perceptive, I'd say, because it's our own perceptions of what we think. Yeah, subjective. Yeah. yeah, that'll work. All right. Give me a doc okay. flick pick. All right. So this one, I think it's one of the very first original movies on Roku. Uh, it's weird. The Al Yankovic story. Oh, dude. I've been wanting to see that. I've heard great things about that. So what are your what do you think you're getting into when you watch the movie? It's a parody of a of a biography, right? Okay, so much like from Dust Till Dawn, I didn't know that. So I thought it was just a straight biopic of Weird House Live. Oh, really? No. I knew it like, wasn't. You, you you know I'm a nerd if I'm going in to watch a biopic about Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. But dude, I was pleasantly surprised. Like Weird Al Yankovic kills Pablo Escobar for Madonna. Oh, um, so great in the movie. Michael Jackson writes "Beat It" as a parody of "Eat It." <laughs> great. Yeah, it's is it, fucking. It's so, so funny. Is, it, is it stylized kind of like Spinal Tap, like a fake, like that? No. Okay. No. Not it's like just a like uh, almost like watching um, the Freddie Mercury movie. Yeah. But it's straight. Fictional farcical. It's okay, hilarious. Cool. Oh, okay. it's so funny, dude. I don't want to watch it. Like, you know that. how he comes up with uh, uh, my bologna? <laughs> He's making a bologna sandwich and my Sharon is playing in the background. And, you know. Yeah, it's there's like really a good. billion cameos in there, too, right? I saw the list of there's stars. Ton, like crazy yeah. stars in there. There's a ton of people in there. It's it's huge. But, uh, you know, I really, really am a huge fan of UHF and I wish we would well. make another movie. I'm with What's you. That? On that? I love UHF. I love it. Like, you don't I know your Dewey guy... Decimal System? Oh, bro. Conan the Librarian? Fucking great, that, dude. That scene where the kid spits on his face and that oh, loogie just God. hangs off his nose. It's like, great. I put that on Instagram. It's so funny. I love it. All right, that's a good one. Um, I tried to keep in a TV theme since we did a TV show. Um, so we got Peacock, I think. I watched this on Peacock, and I got Peacock to watch this. Um, so on there as well is That 70s Show, which I had never seen more than a couple episodes, but me and my wife started watching it, and you know what? Pretty strong show. I actually enjoy it quite a bit. So I don't know if you'd seen yeah, it. My wife was a huge fan. I never watched it, but do you, have you heard about the 90s show? Yeah, I think Red and Kitty are the only two coming back, though, for that. Is that right? It's crazy to me because what is everybody else doing? Like, that, I mean, obviously, besides Danny Masterson. Yeah, he's, he's caught people, up. He's a little but, caught up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but I mean, all those other actors, they could totally be the parents, and, you know, Red and the other lady could be the grandparents. You could have that same show. Well, I mean, if the show does well. Uh, I, I would guess they'd make appearances. I mean, I enjoy the show, man. I'd never seen it all the way through. Like, I've seen an episode here and there, but it is good. It's a good show. I was surprised. liked it. You like the uh, stoner scenes, don't you? They're written well. Being not, <laughs> n- not, not being a guy that doesn't understand what being stoned is like, I like the way they're written. Yeah. All gotcha. Right. What you got? Uh, let's do some thanks and get the hell out of here and go eat some dinner. I would have thanked... Uh, Kyle over at Postmortem Customs. I just uh, grabbed some of his custom uh, Christmas ornaments, which were burning churches, and they were nice. awesome. Cool. So he's got a ton of cool stuff on his uh, Instagram. I don't know if he has any other socials, but I follow him on there. And uh, genuinely nice fellow. Support small businesses for Christmas. And thanks to everybody listening. I appreciate y'all. Very nice. I'd like to thank Gene, our original executive producer, who uh, I talked to last week. It was great to hear his voice. Miss Gene's great guy. Um, as always, Aaron at Ghost Tattoo doesn't get enough credit for how much he contributes to the Thank show. Thank you, Aaron. He's always pushing our show, and uh, in- input is invaluable. Aaron's been great. And I got a special shout-out to Ryan T., who said he was listening to our show last week studying for the entrance exam to Clown College or some other bullshit. So he was listening to the show and sent me a text and you said he enjoyed it. say some other bullshit? Yeah, <laughs> some other Clown College bullshit. I've got a huge juggling test coming up tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and ventriculus test. Man. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking awesome. But good to hear from all the uh, good to hear from you, Doc. And thanks to all those other people. That was a fun show. I'd like to special request uh, next time we do a TV episode. Uh, I noticed the Buck Rogers Vampire in Space episode is streaming, and it terrified me as a child, dude. Terrified me. Um, do it. And I'm not the only one. Some of the guys at work remember that too. Like, dude, that Vampire episode of Buck Rogers was crazy scary for that show. Like, hope it holds up. Let's do it. All right, I'm going to play us out. Doc, thanks for doing that. That was fun. Uh, see you on Melmac. See you on Melmac, buddy. The time for stupid statements is over.